Good afternoon. The state government is about to crack down on frustrated drivers using the trouble-plagued Rosal Interchange. From tomorrow, police will be out in force, targeting those using bus lanes. Chris Ma reports. Well, as transport officials meet to discuss ways of making Sydney's road changes work better, clear signs today that drivers are really struggling. Now, drivers were clearly confused with the tunnel entrance to the Roselle Interchange near the Iron Cove Bridge today. Vehicles reversing as other drivers are forced to evade them. In some cases, the problems have seen drivers choose to leave their vehicles in the middle of traffic, the very thing transport officials have urged them under no circumstances to do. Today, transport officials say in the morning peak, there was signs things were improving as many drivers chose to use the interchange tunnel rather than Victoria Road. I think it's a bit rich to blame the motorists for their lack of preparation. It's pretty obvious, you've got to put signs there, you've got to do your job. It's really straight up. On the City West Link, the government ordered heavy vehicles from major work sites to use other routes. Today, transport officials put drivers on notice not to use bus lanes to speed up their journeys. Now, on the positive side, transport officials say there is clear evidence that the journey for drivers from Sydney's west to the city is improving thanks to the Roselle interchange. It wasn't the only road network that proved challenging today for commuters. Train services into the city from the North Shore had to be suspended for almost an hour just as the morning peak was getting underway. The problem was at Wynyard, one of the city's busiest railway stations. A train that had broken down on Platform 3, which did cause some delays for customers coming in on the North Shore line on the T1. Trains were running again by 7am, but there were knock-on delays for services to the western suburbs. Mopping away the mess that was left after a deluge of rain. The south coast may be out of the firing line, but there's plenty of work to be done after it was battered by hundreds of millimetres of rain. Jodie Lee is there. Well, the clean-up here in Lake Conjola is well underway after the region was battered by heavy rain that flooded the lake. Yesterday, these streets and the local caravan park were inundated by water more than a metre high. Today, that floodwater has receded, leaving behind muck and debris in its wake. If they open the lake when they should open the lake, we wouldn't have this problem. This is like the third flood and the council doesn't want to open the channel. There's just too much water, so, yeah, here we go again. Last night, close to 200 millimetres of rain fell at Bega, further south. SES crews and volunteers there going door-to-door -to, -door to warn residents of the incoming deluge. The New South Wales SES received 1,056 calls in the last 24 hours, most of them in this area along the south coast, but metropolitan Sydney wasn't spared either. At Marrickville, a large tree came down across the road, bringing power lines with it and narrowly missing parked cars. While the worst of it is now over, this area is bracing for more flooding from the local tides. This is the third time in five years that Lake Conjola has flooded. Lawyers for Bruce Lerriman have suggested Brittany Higgins has a financial interest in maintaining her allegation that she was raped at Parliament House. 
During cross-examination in the federal court, Ms Higgins was asked about a book deal signed with Penguin Random House in the months after she went public with her allegations. It was suggested the truth of the allegations would affect the marketability of any memoir. Ms Higgins said she would donate any profits to charity and didn't care about the money. Ms Higgins is a critical witness for Network 10, which is being sued for defamation by Bruce Lehrman. Former American Secretary of State Henry Kissinger has died at the age of 100. He's often called one of the most influential and controversial foreign policy figures in history, who had a hand in a number of major events of the 20th century. Widely regarded as the most influential diplomat of his era, others say Henry Kissinger was a war criminal. Born in Germany in 1923 to an Orthodox Jewish family, Kissinger later escaped the Nazis and moved to New York, helping the American army during the Second World War. A stellar career at Harvard University catapulted him into Richard Nixon's administration as National Security Advisor, then Secretary of State. During that time, Kissinger is credited with opening American relations with China and setting up the policy that thawed the Cold War with the Soviet Union. And he was instrumental in pulling US troops out of Vietnam, for which he controversially won the Nobel Peace Prize. Nothing that has happened to me in public life has moved me more than this award. Kissinger's time in the White House continued into the Ford administration, eventually leaving government in 1977, but his profile barely diminished. Well connected with royals, meeting with many of our own prime ministers and constantly consulted by modern world leaders. I don't believe that you can conduct serious foreign policy today without moral concern for the people. Henry Kissinger died at his home in Connecticut, the cause not yet made public. He was 100 years old. In the United States, Tim Lester, 7 News.